foreign policy in the years 1527 to 1540 are dominated by Henry's decision to break with Rome to resolve the king's great matter. Henry is forced in this period to be reactionary because there's a real threat of the French and the Spanish uniting together against England. This forced England to look for Protestant allies in what is now modern day Germany. And this is where the marriage to Anna Cleves comes from. So in 1527, Henry's relationship with Charles V is at a low point, which forces Henry to make an anti-imperial alliance with the French. This was known as the Treaty of Amiens in 1527. Wolsey also put a trade embargo in place on Burgundian lands. Now remember, most of England's merchants trade through Burgundy, so this was going to have a significant economic impact. Unfortunately for Wolsey, Charles did the same thing to England, and in England it leads to mass unemployment and social unrest. Wolsey was quickly forced to back down, ending the trade embargo in 1528. Now what Wolsey was trying to do was put pressure on the emperor to resolve Henry's great matter. In 1527, Charles V had sacked Rome and essentially taken the Pope prisoner. The fact that Henry had failed to resolve things diplomatically shows how England was considered a minor power by other European nations. Things got worse for England when Charles V defeated the French at the Battle of Ladriano in 1528. There was an enforced peace known as the Peace of Cambrai. The French had to give up all claims to Italy, which meant Charles V had complete control. Now for Henry, what this means is that the Pope is completely reliant on Charles for political power, meaning Henry will not get his divorce from Charles V's auntie, Catherine of Aragon. Henry had hoped that a French victory may force the Emperor to give in to Henry's demands and make an alliance with Henry against the French. Of course, this isn't what happened, and after the defeat of Ladriano, this was no longer possible, and it directly leads to the downfall of Wolsey. After this, Wolsey is blamed for the failure to get Henry his divorce, and events spiralled, eventually leading to the Cardinal's death. Fast forward to 1532. Very little progress is made between Wolsey's downfall and 1532, because Council of Government returns, and Council of Government is very ineffective in getting things done for Henry. So by 1532, both England and France are in a weak position, while the Holy Roman Emperor, Charles V, is in a really strong position. So England and France look to make an alliance once again. This was until Francis married his son to the Pope's niece, Catherine de' Medici. On a side note, she's a fascinating character and a remarkable woman. If you ever get the chance to read about her, I recommend you do. However, ultimately, Henry was left with no choice but to break with Rome because he had no allies. Fortunately for Henry, in 1532, Charles V was busy fighting the Ottoman Turks in the east. So Henry was able to break with Rome without the serious consequences which may otherwise have followed. Just take a moment here to think about the scale of what Henry has done. 
England has been a Catholic country for a thousand years. Henry himself had been named Defender of the Faith by the Pope for defending Catholicism against the Protestant preacher, Martin Luther. England had been on crusade to protect Christianity and Catholicism. So the break with Rome is an incredible risk. To link it to foreign policy, Henry was cutting himself off from allies. Henry looked briefly to the League of Schmalkden, a group of Protestant Germanic princes, but this failed due to the mistrust between its members. After this, things are fairly quiet for a couple of years on the foreign policy front. This is because Henry cannot afford to try and assert himself, both economically, because he's low on money, and politically, because he is isolating himself by breaking with Rome. Fortunately for him, Charles is dealing with the Ottomans, so he does nothing to support his aunt, Catherine of Aragon. There is a real possibility, had this not been happening, then Charles may have invaded England, and things don't really change until 1536. In 1536, Henry's position improves. Catherine of Aragon dies, meaning there is a possibility for an alliance with the Emperor again. Although Charles was loyal to his aunt, once she was dead, there was little to be gained in defending her right to be queen. And of course, Anne Boleyn, the woman who had replaced Catherine of Aragon, is executed in May 1536. So another obstacle is overcome for Charles. Another thing that is huge in Henry's favour is that France and Spain are once again at war, meaning England could hold the balance of power by supporting one of the major powers. For a short while, things looked like they were on the up for Henry and England, but this was short-lived. By 1538, England was once again isolated. The Treaty of Nice agreed a peace between France and Spain, with both countries agreeing to isolate England. Remember, by 1538, England has made some very Protestant changes, such as the Bible being in English. As well as England being isolated by these two countries, Pope Paul III issues a papal bull against Henry. Now, what this means is Henry has been what Catholics call excommunicated, kicked out of the Catholic Church. Now, as he had already broken with Rome, this may not seem like a big deal, but it absolutely was. Many people in England were still Catholic, and with the Pope excommunicating Henry, he was essentially saying to Catholics they no longer needed to follow Henry. He is encouraging rebellion. The Pope went as far as sending people to France and to Scotland to try and stir up a crusade against England. Now, to be clear, had this worked, it would have led to an invasion, and had the invasion been successful, it would have led to Henry being executed as a heretic. Realistically, Henry was safe, as Charles and Francis simply did not trust each other. Both were also dealing with their own domestic issues. However, Henry didn't know that at the time. The threat of invasion was very real to Henry. 
So this idea that there could be a crusade against England, which leads to his execution, is what leads to his decisions in the late 1530s. Henry decides to marry Anne of Cleves in 1540, which coincides with Charles and Francis's first meeting. By 1539 as well, Henry is supporting the Act of Six Articles, which reasserted the Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation. That is the belief that the bread and the wine during the Eucharist actually become the body and blood of Christ, something which Protestants don't believe in. This isn't surprising as 1539 to 1540 is the downfall of Thomas Cromwell, who was behind the Protestant changes being made during the mid-1530s in England. Henry himself was always a Catholic and the break with Rome was never for any religious reasons. Once Francis and Charles's relationship broke down, Henry had no more need for Anne of Cleves. Anne was a Protestant German princess and a member of the League of Schmalton, and once there was no longer that threat of invasion, Henry no longer needed their alliance. In fact, Henry had never wanted to marry Anne. He didn't find her attractive. There's a really famous scene in history where Henry VIII meets his, his new bride-to-be for the first time, and having met her, he calls her a Flanders mare, which is akin to calling her a horse. And ultimately, this is what leads to Cromwell's downfall, because he's the one who made the match. Now, Henry is able to pursue the annulment to Anne of Cleves, because that threat of invasion is no longer there. And Anne accepts. She's given the title of the king's sister, and she actually outlives Henry in a nice palace in England, which he gave to her. So she didn't do too badly out of the situation at all. Ultimately, the period between 1527 and 1540 is one defined by the threat of invasion. With hindsight, we know that this was never likely and Henry was actually pretty safe. Charles and Francis had too much bad blood between them to ever come to a serious alliance where England was under threat. But as historians, it is our job to put things into historical context. For Henry, the threat of invasion was very real. So he does very little to antagonise Europe's major powers during this period. Once Henry had broken with Rome, he looked to Protestant princes for support just in case. But he also never really throws himself into those alliances, the way we see him support his allies in the early years of his reign. Think about the way he defends Ferdinand and supports him in France. He would never have done that for a Protestant prince. And as soon as he no longer needs those people, he abandons them, as seen with the annulment of the marriage with Anne of Cleves. Everything that happens in this period is cautious and it's reactionary which sets up nicely for the next episode when we're going to see Henry have a midlife crisis and go back to his old ways of trying to be a warrior king.